Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Grown Faith Podcast. I am your host, Leo with and I recording out of Dallas, Texas. Uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in each and every week. I want to thank all the new listeners out there. We had a recent surge in listeners, which I've been, it, it's made me, uh, it's made me excited, motivated, as you can tell in my voice. Uh, I just want to say that I really, really appreciate you guys. I will never take for granted um, anybody listening out there, even though it's only 30 minutes. I think time is precious and time is the only gift that we have on this earth. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you spending 30 minutes or so with us each and every week or every other week that um, we put these things out. Um, I hope to deliver a podcast, a, a episode, each and every episode that'll be helpful in your walk as much as it has been helpful in my walk and and uh, in my recent search. And, uh, you know, I'm digging deep. Um, I'm, I'm out here, uh, you know, with many of you guys, like I have always said, whether you're a seeker, truther or whatever label they want to put on us. Uh, for those who have grown up in a church or, or in a place of worship who are continuing to seek a, uh, you know, a deeper uh, meaning to life or what's more out there what is out there and you know i'm one of them you know and i'm, I'm out here searching you know and i just want to say i really appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week and um let's go uh today's episode we're going to be talking about uh who is john chow and i want to say most importantly who is maurice vidal portman um, I think most of you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys have heard, but there was a missionary who was recently killed by an indigenous tribe. A, they didn't want to, they want to say uncontacted, uh, tribe out there. And as I'm reading about this, uh, there's been a few articles that have actually caught my attention. Um, and I feel like this is something that I wanted to talk about. Like, was it a purpose driven life? Uh, I spoke to a few different people about it. One person was telling me that it didn't vibe with his soul that God or his creator would send him out there to preach his his message of Christianity only to have him killed. You know, and I thought about that and I'm like, hmm, okay, well, that's, that's an interesting topic, you know, or interesting point of view, I mean, as far as, you know, to the, to the missionaries who have gone to different parts of the world who have lost their life in order to spread the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, is it a worthy death? Is it a noble death? And <clears throat> the title of this this podcast today is going to be Double-Edged Sword. Because throughout my readings and everything, throughout my, you know, um, looking up, and there have been multiple, like, how, what am I trying to say? Um, I don't necessarily agree on how they spread the message of Jesus Christ throughout, throughout history. Uh, one of the books that I've read was, which was the history of money details how when the Spanish came over to, I believe it was Mexico, um, or the Central America, uh, when they got off the, the ships, you know, the indigenous people looked at them at this color of their skin and were like, wow, this is what the elders or the folklore, uh, you know, um, has, these are the people that, that it's referencing. This is what it was spoken about, that people would come off. They thought they were gods, you know, and as as they accepted them into their society, they began to realize that, wait a minute, this or these people are not the ones that were spoken of. You know, it seemed like their main concern was gold. And one thing I had read was that when the leader started to like, you know what, no, no, take a stand. You know, uh, I, I, I don't want to say it was Cortez. I'm not really sure who the leader was, but they he brought that leader in front of his people and beheaded him 
So imagine, you know, you know, uh, you, you see these people coming with the message of love and and of Christ, and 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 man, you're like, wow, what is this? You know, and they they totally just took over the people, you know, with with disease and stuff like that. And I'm sure many of you have heard that story, you know, or a stories of that, you know, where they go and spread this message, but they spread it with a sword. And I don't necessarily agree with the way that they spread the message. Um, I read an article recently in the Huffington Post by a author named Brandy Miller, I believe her name was. And it was saying that, you know, the message of Christ or Jesus himself didn't say go and Christianize the word, the world. You know, he, he and it says that she she wrote that it actually says that if people were to to uh, what is it called? Resist the message that you were trying to spread to, you know, leave that town and wipe your foot of any dust of that town and i was like well that's 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 another interesting point of view here you got somebody saying that he doesn't believe christ or jesus or god would lead that person into slaughter you know here's jesus himself saying you know hey if they don't want to accept it you know move on you know and here's this missionary uh what is it 2018 2000 so years later um going to an island that he felt that these people hadn't been previously contacted and they speared him they took his life and if you've heard about the story he actually wrote to his um his parents to not to be mad at them people you know so here this guy had a had a probably had a wonderful heart you know and they're talking about we shouldn't turn him into a martyr you we shouldn't celebrate this or you know um or there's people out there like you know what was his fault you know but I think my perspective on this is, regardless of what, as I was telling a close family member of mine, imagine the stuff that the guy did up to that, leading up to that point. You know, if you look back into his timeline on like his Instagram and stuff, like he's he's been around. He's got to see a lot of this earth, a lot of this world, and in in the efforts of spreading a message of love, of spreading a message of forgiveness, which is that message, you know, of one creator, of one way. And, you know, maybe the ending wasn't as beautiful as he probably hoped it to be. Or maybe that was his ending that he thought, you know, when he signed up for it, like, you know. But he lost his life. But I do not believe it was in vain because it was something that he truly believed in his heart. And I do believe that if you do believe in something of that nature of spreading love, of spreading forgiveness, of spreading the love of, of a savior... I, I do believe there's a, a special place. I believe that if, if you were to die spreading the message of Muhammad or the message of the Buddha uh, or the message of whoever you, you are, but, you you know, hopefully not like Satan or anything like that, but sorry. Um, but if you're out there spreading a message of love, of doing unto others as you would have undone to, done to yourself, that there has to be some kind of special place for that person, or at least I hope so. You know, I do believe in an afterlife. I don't know if it's this... This, this place of paradise, um, of, of golden bridges and golden roads or 72 virgins or, you know, or, or, you know, who knows if you believe in reincarnation and you come back. But I do believe there's something after this. I believe there was something before you even got here. You know, I do believe there's a, another world that, you know, none of us, we could all speculate on. That's pretty much all we can do. Nobody has a full grasp as to what comes after this or if there's anything after this. But, you know, regardless of what, um, he died for something that he believed in. 
you know and i remember um uh, i think it was bill mars religious you know uh where he's you know kind of um you know it's uh, he, i think he's an atheist uh where he asked this uh this uh jesus figure who dresses up as jesus and i guess the holy land experience in i believe it's in orlando where he asked the where he asked the jesus figure or you know the the actor like well what if you're wrong and you know and or he's talking and the, the jesus tells him like what if you're wrong and then he tells that guy like well what are you what if you're wrong you know well if he's wrong you know he still believed and he spread a message that he truly believes in you know and i hope he lives to the full potential or the full meaning of that message which is to do unto others to love others you know to help others you know the poor you know the widowed you know those that are without you know putting yourself second maybe even last you know cleaning the feet of people who you know of the homeless or helping out the homeless and i'll get to that where we, i want to speak on that a little bit later as well but he died for a purpose he died for a cause that he believed in truly 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 believed in you know and i think that's a commendable death i think that's an honorable death that that to me is like what i'm you know you know when uh when in the movie 300 where it's a spartan death a noble death i i really want to have something of that nature i don't want to go out you know not doing for others or not giving my time to people who are in need or 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 at least attempting to help people you know there's there are many stories out there of you know um people giving back and i and i one thing i want to say is you know i don't want to harp on what grown faith is or what it's going to become but i do believe that it's not necessarily having a faith in a creator only but it's also having a faith in yourself a faith in in who you are how strong we are as human beings how how one person can make a difference how whoever you are who is listening out this who might need this message that you can make a difference maybe not uh in in thousands of lives but the person next to you's life maybe maybe you need this to, to make a, a change within yourself you know um that's what this is about you know it's having grown faith you know and and it covers a large spectrum of whether it's from from uh believing in yourself believing in a creator believing in a purpose believing in a passion you know that's having faith that's that's driven that's a driven life which i believe that we are here for to experience life to 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 push and and to to really you know um like you're at a, at a fine restaurant you know get a, a, a good meal to really enjoy that meal to really enjoy the the time spent with family the time spent with friends i mean i have my cousin and a friend from out of town right now and it's a great moment you know to be able to share a space to share a moment now uh, however how big or how short of a time it is to to to, to, to be in the presence of people who are genuinely happy for you or, you know, want to see you happy and do good. And, you know, it, it is the best experience that you could have to find somebody that actually cares for you probably as much as they care for themselves. Maybe not as much as they care for themselves, but but do, but but that do care for you, you know, and I believe that this is what we are here for. This is what this is about. So that person who lost their life, we lost it for a, a purpose driven life. But I want to get to. One of the reasons why I wanted to speak on that was because, like I asked in the beginning of this, was who is Maurice Vidal Portman? And one thing that really caught my attention on Twitter recently was about this guy. And there was a guy who actually studied these people, these indigenous people off the coast of India. And actually, it was something in like 1880. They were contacted, you know, and here comes the double-edged sword. You know, they were contacted, taken 
and who knows what they were doing. I don't even want to say what stuff under the stuff that I read that were done to them people. But if you were to go on and look at it for yourself, you're going to be kind of appalled as well, kind of disgusted as to how could you go there with the message of the cross or the message of love and everything, yet you totally defile these people, you know, so much as to so that uh, that guy ended up missing. And when they, when a, they, I was reading that when there was a boat that was actually uh, stuck off the coast, you know, they look out into the, into the, into the island and they see that these you know these i don't want to say indians but these natives are starting to build boats to get out there like you know like you're not coming back on this island they went to attack you know so those people were disrespected so as this young kid went out there he might not have been aware of who visited previously you know or prior to him hundreds of years ago but I'm sure when they saw that cross, they were like, oh no, you know, this is not happening again. And even though it was a hundred or so, a hundred plus hundred years ago, um, I'm sure the oral traditions, which I have learned to be, they're pretty accurate. They try to pass down. There is no, there is no, uh, um, what is it called? Uh, veering off of what the message was. So when you pass down your heritage, your culture, it is word for word. There is no written, you know, written book of, hey, this is who we were. They they really take oral tradition very serious, you know, and I don't believe, I'm not going to couple it with gossip. Could it be? It could be. Uh, but I believe that when people try to pass down and they have no forms of writing, I, I think that they stick to every dot, every syllable, every apostrophe um, that there is, you know. So I'm sure that these people pass down this this message of anybody that you know hey look at that this cross maybe they drew it in the sand maybe there was a hieroglyph on a wall or whatever but they definitely they definitely did not receive this guy with open arms but they were warned not to leave these people alone but this guy went out there and he was murdered for that you know so it goes along the lines of once again spreading a message with a double-edged sword you know and it's happened to countless people throughout history that they want to go spread this message and you know and i also believe that it's come back in a way where people are somewhat rejecting that message now you know um heavily rejecting that message as if you look at the stats people are just running away from any kind of uh, um, place of worship especially from christianity and definitely catholicism people are leaving in droves you know um i don't know how the how the church gets along you know, or how it goes forward when people are leaving and there isn't that, you know, money coming in to support it, you know. But I believe they watered it down, they they darkened it, they muddied the message, one of the best messages, I believe, you know, out there. And I think the message for me, uh, even as I'm, as, I'm start, as I'm speaking now, as I'm starting to listen to myself is, you know, how do we get back to spreading a message of love or forgiveness, you know, amongst each other? You know, maybe let's take baby steps and not say, hey, unless you, you know, accept, you know, Christ as your savior or unless you accept Islam or unless you accept this, this is the way. But let's let's how do we, you know, extend an olive branch, a a, a white flag and just start making inroads to people's hearts again. You know, what's what's the first step that you believe or, you know, that can be to get to your heart? To get to somebody to you know to let them know that hey you know not all people are bad you know there are there is still some hope out there for humanity 
you know. And there were a few things that as I'm, I'm looking up, like, um, in this topic where I was coming across and I saw this video about a teacher in Brazil. And I, I, I urge you guys to, to look this up because um, maybe you guys can give to this guy. But he's living in the school. He's actually been living in there, I believe, for two months or so. It was something. It was something of that. Of that. But he, the school hadn't paid him his. No, the school hasn't paid that teacher in two months, so he had no place to live. You know, and it really touched me because here, these students out there in Brazil were able to raise four hundred dollars and gift this, this, uh, this teacher four hundred dollars. You know, I don't know what that is out there in Brazil or how much that is, but four hundred bucks anywhere especially when students are able to raise it to give it to somebody who was in desperate need. You know, it, it took it over, you know, um, the emotion, you know, uh, that teacher was overcome by emotion, started crying, and the students went up to him and, and just started hugging on him, loving on him, and he just started, you know, crying, you know, because of the gesture it was from those students that made his day, made his life, made his year. You know, I, I'm sure he'll never forget that class. You know, and I believe that things of that, Things like that will change a person's life. People like that have changed my life. You know, I, I can look back right now as one of my favorite teachers of all time. Was, her name was Miss Day, you know, and she was my third grade teacher. I used to call her mom, you know, and people would laugh at me, you know, but she was like a mom to me. I love that lady. Uh, so much so when I was in my senior year of high school, I found out she had passed away. And, and you, know, I, you know, I broke down and cried because of what that lady had meant to me. You know, she was a, you know, a teacher to a third, what is, what are, what are, how old are you in third grade, uh, eight, nine, ten, whatever it is, seven, you know, but she left a impression on my heart, on my soul, you know, and I believe that they don't get the recognition that they deserve. I believe teachers are the beginning steps to changing kids' lives uh, so much that my second, the, the next teacher that changed my life was my seventh grade teacher. You know, when I was really starting, um, parents were getting divorced, and I, I kind of started acting up a little bit, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, at about seventh grade, and it really started, you know, I don't know if I was acting out or just, you know, letting off steam, as a lot of steam was let on me, or a lot of pressure was let on me at that particular time in my life, but it was, it was, a, it was a crazy time in my life, and I started acting out, but I remember that one, I'm sitting there in detention by myself, just doing nothing and the teacher came up to me and said so this is the leader you're going to be this is what you want to turn out to be and from that very moment I, I changed my life from seventh grade on because it could have went a totally different direction you know a lot of my friends at that particular time um, were starting to, to turn to gangs the neighborhood gang you know I grew up in Chicago so there's a gang on every block you know, you go from one block, there's this gang. One block, there's this gang, you know. All in competition, you know, from drive-bys to sh shootings to, to stabbings to, you know, it started off as young kids maybe just having water balloon fights with the kids on the next block to putting Clorox and crazy stuff in these water balloons that we started, you know, it was, it was getting, it was escalating as we got older. You know, glad that my mom moved me out of that area. But that teacher turned my life around. You know, and maybe you don't have that person that's going to be able to help you turn your life around, but maybe you can be that person. You know, maybe you can be not the Miss Day, but maybe you can be the day to somebody's darkness. 
you know, and I and I hope she's in heaven wherever she may. One day I meet her, and and, and give her another hug, you know, because that teacher came back. She would people would always tell you, "We'll come back and see you when you graduate," or you know, "We'll be there. I'll be there." But that lady came back on my graduation day to see me graduate, and it was the more uh, one of the more touching moments in my life. That seventh grade teacher changed my life with just a few words. You know, and I would use those same words where I want to tell my kids, what leader do you want to be? What person do you want to become in this life? Because everybody has a decision to make at some point or another of what you want to be in this life, of who you want to become. You know, and there's that crossroads. I don't believe it's only a fork in the world. There's forks in this world. Especially you grow up in the inner city. There's many forks. What do I do? Go to gangs? Sell drugs? Just drop out of school, continue my school, you know, um, get someone pregnant at a young age, which could have happened to me as well. All these things I could have really, all these avenues of, of pain that are awaiting, you know, it's almost like you have to, you know, jump over the cracks, over the crevices, you know, uh, that you could fall in. You know, and there's some big crevices. Like I went up to, I got to mountain climbing one year and you look down and there are these holes that can fit a car, can fit a house. And that's how it feels when you grow up in the inner city, I believe. Like you're just trying to, you know, maneuver your way around all of this stuff that's wanting to take you to jail, wanting to take your life. You know, as a young person, you start seeing somebody's life and taken from you or, you know, all these crazy things that you see, you know, and... You know, I just want to, like I said, if you don't have that person in your life, maybe we could all take a time and become that person for somebody, you know, become that leader, become that, that, that changing moment in someone's time, you know, and I, I, you know, look at that, look at that video of that guy, you know, Uh, I highly urge it. You know, and another thing that stuck out to me this year or this past uh, few weeks is I was trying to come up with every week I want to like clap it up and give uh, uh, notice and, and give recognition for people who deserve it. You know, and that teacher deserves some kind of recognition. If you could find that and if you feel in the heart that you want to give to that pe- person, to that teacher, man, let, let's let's try to make a change in that person's life. You know, another one that, that stood out to me was uh, the couple from Magnolia. Um, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines, whoever's listening to this, there's poss- there's no possible way that you guys have not seen them on TV. You know, uh, living here in Dallas, I will say that I've been to Waco since I've been here almost two years now. I've been there um, like seven or eight times. And each time I go back, it's, it's different. Another building has popped up. This has popped up. Uh, when we went there, um, the streets around there were... were were shattered, were, were tattered, you know, potholes. Um, they didn't have a, a bakery. Uh, they didn't have a, a lot, you know. And when you hear their story, they, you know, you would think that, oh, man, these guys, you know, have a lot of, uh, of everything. They have a big home. They, they probably never struggled. But then you find out, yeah, they did struggle, you know. And it, it took a husband and a wife and a common goal, and they changed the city. I mean, literally, now every time I go back, and seven times the streets are fixed, new buildings are popping up, businesses are coming in, uh, mock businesses who are, you know, uh, 
jumping on that bandwagon of of, uh, of 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 decor for your home they're coming in more money is pouring in you know waco it seems to be thriving to me restaurants bars the nightlife is it's it's different you know so I, and and the reason why i'm saying you know um I want to recognize them and I want to clap them up, you know, clap up that teacher, clap up that couple is because in a time where people are not looking to uh, offend in a time where, you know, it's 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 crazy. Like uh, I'm at work uh, yeah, and I, when uh, when someone tells me, hey, Merry Christmas, I'm like, oh, man, that's pretty bold. Like when did we get to the point where saying Merry Christmas is a a, a form of being bold, you know, and I'm like, my God, I, Oh, wow. You know, and I love saying Merry Christmas. I grew up saying Merry Christmas. You know, I'll always tell my kids to, hey, it's, it's Christmas time. You know, see the excitement and the joy that, that Christmas brings. I'm a Christmas baby. You know, my daughter is born on the December 23rd. I brought her home on December 25th. The greatest gift, you know, that I could have gotten for my birthday. That is my greatest gift on my birthday. You know, no Xbox, no toys. From from every gift that I've gotten in my 36 years on life, bringing home my daughter on that birthday was the best gift that I've ever had. You know, and this couple's out there, and what are they doing? They're setting up a church for the homeless. And me and my wife spoke on this, and and it's a topic that that it's something that that speaks to me, and it speaks to her. And we're trying to figure out how can we do something for the homeless, and we kind of have an idea, and it's something that I'll share in the future. But we definitely want to start up a nonprofit to help the homeless. You know, so we do have a name, and we're gonna go about it. And, and you know, I want to put it out there in the universe. Uh, you know, they say, oh, don't talk about it because it's only going to bring negativity. No, I want to talk about it because that negativity is only going to fuel my positive effort in giving back to people who deserve it, who need it. So here's this couple, then they're, they're, they're not towing the line on their beliefs. They are aggressively pursuing and they are helping those who are in need. The people who need a home, the people who are homeless and there's homeless forever. You're not going to change the world. Like I said, but you can start off by changing one life, you know, or a few lives. She also came across a uh, a younger lady who was out there on I believe she had told me Skid Row helping people with with uh, with food and meals on Skid Row and not just meals that you know I'm not talking chicken nuggets I'm talking a good a good healthy meal you know it's not giving your worst it's it's giving your best and I think if you aim to give your worst you're or or you're just giving your what you can you're, you're, it's not gonna last but here you you're striving you're you're actually you're putting an effort. You know, and these, this couple, you know, Chip and Joanna Gaines out there starting a church for the homeless. I, I commend them for that. I clap it in a time where people are on, on TV doing the wrong things and getting applauded for that. Why aren't they on the Channel 7 or Channel 5, Channel 2, whatever news being applauded, being commended and, and talked about that? But you're not going to find that on Entertainment Tonight or, <clears throat> or Extra because it doesn't draw ratings. But it draws change. You know, it's going to change people's lives and that should be recognized. So those are the people that I want to clap up this week. The people who change lives, the teachers out there who don't get the recognition, who come out of pocket to help people, help kids, not getting paid a lot, $55,000 a year, 30000 just to help people. And imagine just starting off, not they're making pennies, but they make the biggest change. I think if there's anybody that deserves to make three hundred, four hundred thousand, it is a teacher. If you were to raise their salary, the effort will be raised, hopefully, into your kid. Your kid will come out to be more successful, to be more, you know, uh, aware, to, to to be able to compete with the global economy. You know, we are all in competition, and I just want to commend those teachers out there who are listening. Uh, 
you, you who may not have teached me, but you're a part of that group to have changed my life. You know, and by changing my life, you helped change my family's life and my kids' life because I am going to put in practice what has been taught to me throughout the years. So to the teachers out there, I just want to say, you know, love you guys and keep putting in that effort. And like I said, to all the new listeners out there who have started listening, uh, we grew like 100 listens within the past week, which is motivating, which is inspiring, which is just something that is... uh, it's uh it's boiling excitement it's boiling this 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 drive within me to to deliver the best podcast i can deliver to you in grown faith so once again i want to tell you guys to tune in uh we're gonna come back with another episode in a few days maybe even sooner um if you guys have any questions if you guys got any stories that you want me to share that can actually help people uh hit me up at grown faith podcast at gmail.com uh, you catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, um, and a few other platforms out there. We're going to be here, and we're not stopping. We're going to keep this train rolling. And like I said, much love, guys. I don't know what you guys are doing tomorrow. I don't know what you're doing on the weekend, but hope you tune in next week uh, for another episode of Grown Faith. Once again, talk to you later, guys.